I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 195 of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Well, we've had quite an exciting week this week. Well, anyone that's been listening for a while will be aware that I am a trustee of a prison arts charity called Kersler Arts. Well, each year they open up applications to anyone within the criminal justice system to enter their annual exhibition, which is held at the Royal Festival Hall on the South Bank. And I should say, this isn't just people in prisons. It's also open to those of us that have found ourselves in secure hospitals, immigration centres, those within the probation service and a whole lot more. Because everyone deserves a second chance, right? And what better way to start a rehabilitative process than by using art? And that's not just visual art. Because as well as the drawing, sculpting, needlework, photography, matchstick modelling... There's poetry, spoken word, short stories. It's pretty much anything creative. And this year, we've only gone and got Ai Weiwei as the curator. Well, normally, Kersler Arts show about 250 artworks at this exhibition. Well, Ai Weiwei, being Ai Weiwei, has thrown that straight out the window. He didn't want to exclude anyone, and he's put over 1,800 artworks in this exhibition. He's built a dozen or so of these cubes from floor to ceiling to hang all the artworks on. And the void between these cubes is the size of a prison cell. So you are standing in what could be quite a claustrophobic space while you're looking at art. Beautiful, right? For more information, just type in Kersler Arts. That's K-O-E-S-T-L-E-R Arts in your web browser or social media platform. You will definitely find them. And that is freedom 
curated by Ai Weiwei at the Royal Festival Hall, and that runs until December the 18th. Oh, and I should say, most importantly, if you are able to go, the invigilators and tour guides are people with a lived experience of the criminal justice system, and they will very probably hand you a feedback form. So if you see an artwork that connects with you, you can write down its position and title, as well as your comments about that artwork. And those feedback forms go back to the artist himself. And let me tell you from experience, when you're sat in that prison cell, for whatever reason, and you know that there's people outside looking at your artwork with an open mind, without exaggeration, it can be life-changing. I'm the proof of that, right? And if you're not able to get to the exhibition, go over onto social media, look for Kersler Arts, and you can show your support by just giving a follow. Anyway, to this week's guest. Several weeks ago, after many weeks of trying to pin down a date, and with the help of Joe Brooks, I had the pleasure of speaking to Joe Cullen Carriage. As well as being a sculptor, Beth is a businesswoman, a business she runs with her husband, which you'll hear more about in this episode. At the end of this conversation, Beth tells us about her latest exhibition, which is called Famella, and that's on at Gallery 8 in Duke Street in London, SW1, and that is from the 8th to the 12th of November. But as I say, Beth tells you more about that at the end of this recording. So, come and join me over Zoom as I spoke to sculptor, businesswoman, and all-round great person, Beth Cullen Carriage. Well, I suppose with the materials that you use, tidy isn't part of your um, everyday life anyway is it no no as long as the tools I'm using for that particular thing are all in are there I kind of collect them up to start with and then uh, and then just I don't think about it and loads of kids when that when you're talking with them about how how do you do that how do you come up with that I'm like I don't know how do you make that how do you and you don't think about it you just yeah. get on it's like it's a lovely position to be in, but uh, yeah, it's nice. Well, I've, nice. I've seven questions that I ask each mm. artist, Beth. And oh the gosh. first being, how would you explain what you do to someone that didn't know your work? Uh, at the moment, uh, they're all little stories about where I'm at, I suppose, in my life at the moment. And they are human ladies' bodies. And I have used um, older tools to help us move forward as women and not, you know, like old hoovers and old irons and bits of things. So they're almost roboticy, kind of a little bit sinister, but they're all really shiny and beautiful, iconic. Um, that I'm really chuffed with the, this lot, but these are iconic little. Let's iconify this lovely, this lovely woman figure. Is, is it a true representation or is it an abstract representation? Uh, I think it's an abstract interpretation of what's real. So what I what I go through as a woman, and I'm sure lots of other people do, just gently. It's just to kind of uh, inspire conversation and to help move any kind of uh, discussion about gender issues and all of that kind of stuff um, to move it all forward so we keep the door open kind of thing. Nice. But to celebrate how 
brilliant we all are. Yeah, right and all. Right and, and it's all. not necessarily uh, it's not necessarily just women either, because I've done a couple of commissions from it for for guys, which has been really nice. Cause so they didn't feel like it was just women. I got this lovely guy uh, who saw a twisted lady. I've got I've got um a beautiful uh, white marble bust and then it twists around the middle of the torso and uh, which I'm chuffed with and he said he was looking at it longingly and I said I can do you a man nice I'll have that I'm on and I gave it to him and I was so chuffed that he cried and oh, he said nice. I felt like that for you know through lockdown and everything I felt like that twisted man the whole time so nice. I was really chuffed that it one it had touched somebody. That's it now. It's worth more money. That is. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. Incredible. It, that is incredible. I cried at Michelangelo's, at the slaves. Oh, I love it. I, I just oh, gets you going, doesn't it? It's just yeah. an object. It's as if there's well, an energy that, emitting from it, is isn't it? Is that why we do it, though? I think that might be why I do it. Yeah. I used to think I did it just for me, but I think I'm 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 on the turn on that for that because I just that is what you know we put all our our energy and our heart and soul into our little narratives, yeah. and then somebody gets it. Oh yeah. my god! The connection, yeah. That is why I was born. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Oh. But you're saying that you thought you was making it for you and it turns out you're not. You're making it for for us or it's just being made. I think I might be. But that's just like growing as an artist, isn't it? Yeah. I I used to not really care what people think and I I don't think I really do. Essentially, I think I make it from what my story myself. But I think to touch that one person... No, I agree. Is the way ahead. Okay, not everyone's going to like it, you know. You know, it's it's all horses for courses, Beth, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's all right. I'm happy with that. But to touch that person is, it's a gift. It's been given to us. And wow. I agree. Lucky. We are lucky. And and why do you think um, your work has taken that course? Because you have as a person? I think... um, Back in the day when when I was, you know, making stuff at college, I think I was working out the aesthetic and working on that and working on the skills. And then I think I gave, so I worked for Anthony Caro for eight years and I gave him all my aesthetic and all my sculptures were like rubbish versions of his. But now I think I hadn't got anything to say. So now, because I have got something to say, even if it is a gentle thing and I'm not going on marches about, you know. No, but it's uh, coming from it's coming from the right place, isn't it? Something that's uh, going on in my life. I've got so many jobs and being a mom and all of that because I I work for our hand and flowers business. uh, And now we've got many others. And I make sure nobody's spending too much money and the, 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 the balance is there and, you know, you're juggling the hats that you have to wear. Hats. Exactly. So I now do have something to say. And having yeah. having AC at 45, which is, yes, a little bit late, worked far too hard in my life. Um, I, and I thought, oh, it's easy having kids and all of that. Thank God I only had one. <laughs> wow. 
I mean, I love he is the light of our life. Yeah. Um, an incredible um uh, just an incredible force, and I love it. But yeah. how people get anything done is incredible. Yeah. So now I appreciate all of those women. Of so I think maybe I have got on my soapbox a little bit going, yeah. you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but so as, you, as you say, sometimes you've not got something to say, you're just saying something. Right. But then all yeah, of a sudden, yeah, yeah. when life comes along and you've got something to say, a little got... bit of something to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so, there is something to say. Not there is something to be said for just enjoying the aesthetic bits and just doing it because you can. I love that, and what, how decadent is that? Yeah. But it is nice to have just a little bit of heart in the middle of it as well. I, I agree. Mean, and as as we mentioned earlier, I'm I'm not a very spiritual person, but I very much believe that the the energy you put into an artwork does emit to the viewer. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I don't know even know if it's the energy of making or doing the drawing or the planning or what, but I think it's just the gift that you put in. I don't even know which bit, but it's part of the metamorphosis of of how it evolves. Yeah, it's not an ingredient, is it? That's nah, I don't <laughs> yeah. know how, and I don't know how to explain it or no. how to, and I don't, it doesn't matter. We just no, not, do not it, in the slightest. Yeah. Um, did you have art in the home growing up, Beth? I did. Uh, my mum is an amazing hairdresser and my dad was a ceramicist and he yeah. was a painter. Back in their day when they, he was taken out of school early to go to art school, he, he was a draftsman and he's a painter, and they taught you each bit individually back in the day. And uh, so, yeah, painting was around me, sculptures. It's kind of a bit of a way of life, I suppose. Yeah. And we go to Carrera and carve together. It's so lovely. It's what a, a privilege. It is. And, and we don't really talk. We just get on with it. Yeah. And that's, that's the language. Yeah, the language yeah. is you're doing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I don't have to think about somebody's wages or who was late or, yeah. you know, or taking AC to school or all of that business. We go to Carrera and we carve. And how, for, for how long did you do that? We do that. We perhaps do a week or 10 days and we'll hire, you know, get an Airbnb or whatever. And there's a lovely little family called, and it's called the Corsonini Studios over in Carrera wow. at Marina. They've become family friends now. They're just hilarious. They nice. come over for New Year and and eat cheese because they like <laughs> our English cheese. Oh, do they? Yeah. Bit of dairy leaf. <laughs> they're Montgomery cheddar. Oh, is it? Yeah. But wow. you know how they're so like, they will only eat or drink Italian wine or yeah. eat Italian food. So when they ate our food, um, having said that, they would probably have been a bit spoiled. <laughs> Um, and they couldn't believe just our produce was as good as theirs. Nice, good. Oh, ah, that's nice. So now yeah. I have to send them cheese. They send me olive oil. Well, yeah. the price of olive oil's gone through the roof at the moment. So well, you're no, be I there, aren't you? <laughs> I'm not sure it'll get through after Brexit now. Goodness me. <laughs> Beth, when was it you realised that you wanted to be an artist? Um, I tried not to be actually. <laughs> 
uh, and I and I went to I think it was sixth form, and I thought I tell you what I'll use what kind of eye I have, and I'll go and do advertising. Got you. So yeah. I did a printing thing. I went into printing just for A levels and stuff, and then I thought, do you know what? I do I quite like it. Yeah. I'm yeah. all right. I'll I'll go and do it. And yeah. then I started painting, which I loved, but I wasn't particularly good. And then my painting started coming out of the wall and my tutors going, oh my God, I could have hugged you when you did that. <laughs> and I'd kind of go, okay. And they shoved me into sculpture, get my hands on tools and I'm off. That's it. I'm off. Well, when I was um, doing my first ever art class, and I don't know if you know my background at all, but my art class was in prison. Stop it. That is incredible. I discovered art in prison, never done it before. But one of the little um, uh, exercises we had to do, it was, you know, you do the one, or this was what we had to do as well. We had to draw a circle. And it's so hard to draw a circle freehand. He also asked us to put five dots on a page with a felt tip pen. And most people done the five like a dice, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Square with a dot in the middle or some done a line, be it vertical or horizontal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he's come round to me, he looked down and there's just one dot on the page. And he went, well, where's the other four? I said, they're all on top of each other. And he went, you, sir, are a sculptor in the making. Yes, mate. Yes. <laughs> and I thought that was, that's always stuck with me, that is, when he said I love that. that. Yeah, he, he said it's it a very sculptural way of thinking. I love that. I, and have you ever made any? Not in the, in the carving sense. Do you, do you make stuff with clay and things? I've made stuff. I've gone down the conceptual line. You've got to come with me. You've got to get them dots in my studio. <laughs> well, have a look at the... I would t- love it if you came. It would be I'd, so cool. I'd, I'd love stuff. to come down there, that's for sure. I've never sculpted with my hands. I've made, like, um, used found to. objects. Well, that's lovely. That I mean, that's great as well. I'm just making something with one of our chefs. We've got a bit of a woman collaboration thing going on for, I think they're making a, a new kitchen and we've got to donate some stuff and she's going to make a, a dish with what we've chatted nice. about and whatever. So we made a sculpture and we've got pans, knives and Brilliant. forks. Brilliant. I've got ties coming out of pans and they look like they're chatting and it's well, great. That's, that's what I love when artists cross over yeah. into a, a different world for a collaboration. Incredible. I'd done a thing a few years ago. Um, it was called Face Value. And I would ask one artist to donate an artwork, whatever it may be, to the exhibition. And they'd give yeah. it to me blindly, unaware. Like the, the first artist would be unaware of who I'm giving it to. Yeah. So I'd give it to you, for instance, and say, make whatever you want from this. This is a found object. You can do what you like. So we end up with a collaborative piece yeah. It's, I was trying to get that, that shift of power and responsibility. So now you've got this artwork that someone else has slaved over. You know, yeah. what do you do with it? Is it a 50-50? Do you give more of the finished piece to them? Or do you take over? You know, it was a, it was a good little show. How it's, that's yeah, interesting. That, that was pretty cool. That is very conceptual, though, isn't it? Yeah, that was that well uber conceptual. I like that, though. That's interesting. I remember when we learned to draw at Liverpool that we had to sit 
with the model in front of us and you'd have to leave your drawing on the seat and move to the next seat yeah. every every like two or five minutes or whatever it was oh my god and it's horrendous oh. so don't touch my drawing it's just... but i really? love life drawing i'm not brilliant at it my sister and my dad go and they do and they are awesome really good at the craft but it's something you've got to keep doing of course I yeah out, i'm exhausted you know yeah. because it's, it's that bit of your brain you don't use no of course same as wine tasting never at done it i'm not a wine person thing. no and i've had to put a, a couple of lists together when we very first got the hand and flowers and i was only a, i'm a bit of a novice then but to get that bit of mem that taste memory thing yeah oh my god exhausted appreciate a beer afterwards of course i love that pushing your brain to where you, you're not used to especially when wine's involved <laughs> yeah because it goes where it wants then doesn't it after a few yeah, of those yeah. <laughs> wines and a bit of life drawing is <laughs> a nice recipe so yeah Beth, so, which piece that you've created has got the strongest emotional connection uh Probably the one I've just done. I can't, it's always the last one. I think yeah, so many people say that. You know what I mean? And that's I'm, where the energy oh, is. Yeah, I've just done that one, and it's still in man. It's still working, or the one I'm nearly finished, and then it, you know, when when you put that last bit of polish on, or you see yeah. it on the plinth or wherever you're putting it, and you go, yes, there, that one. That one. It's called slope at the moment, and it's like a it's a a, a, a body that's bent, contorted and bent over backwards, and it's yeah. like a little ski jump. That's nice. got the force. And what's your what's your preferred material to work in? I I love bronze and I love marbles. Grey marbles, my favourite. I don't know, don't know. Can't choose. I like the finished product of marble and the last day. <laughs> it's the first day, don't it? first day is I feel a bit sick. Yeah. It's so hard. And then you get into it, you don't think about it and have some kind of ch hitting music on. Yeah. You know, that's something that I, that's a bit chanty. And then by the last day and then it appears, I love that day. Nice. Because then it's like, a, a, you know, it's nearly emerging out of the yeah. stone yeah and i love i love when i'm making the beginning of a bronze i don't really like casting it because it's such a long process yeah you know you make your wax you're going to put on this plumbing system with tubes and whatnot sticking all your grog on it oh god or your shell whatever that drives me mad because i want to see it now yeah i've done it I'd done it once and I, th I thought it was, uh, yeah, quite amazing. But I can understand why people don't and the value in the finished piece. Yeah, because it's like a car, isn't it? The parts are like fairly cheap and yeah. cheap. But to put it in the middle of that big engine is like... Yeah. So, so it's it's boring now. Well, when I was at uni... I don't know how it works because I can make things and pass them on to my mate, yeah. Um And keep him he loves it he's great he he used to work with me at carrows nice and he said, i'm gonna to move to the country will you uh support my foundry absolutely I okay will. then <laughs> i will i will be there so brilliant and that's like i think he's that must be like 
over 10 years ago, which is nice. So yeah, we're privileged to know him. He's a great guy. And do you get your marble pieces cast at all? Or? Sometimes I have, yeah. yeah. I, I did a big, um, it was called Boardroom Sacrifice. It was like a big uh, crucifix suit. Yeah, I'll say that one. But, but I did one in grey marble, size and a half big, so it was quite big. Yeah. And I cast that because I wanted to be able to take it in a gallery. You can lift it, a two-man lift, and I wanted a big piece yeah. in a small gallery, which you can do with that one. And that's, that is a weird thing to do, but I do. It, it's another way of doing stuff, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's just that sometimes it's nice to have an addition of a finished, a finished yeah. piece, even yeah. in a, a much smaller scale. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I've started to do that all the, this show. It's called Famella that I'm doing in, uh, we've got the Sarchi at the beginning of October and then I've got my own show in November. I think it'll start on the 7th, 8th, 9th, around there. Where's I'll that? send you an invite for it. I'd love to see you down there. It'd be great. What was well, it? Whereabouts is it? Just behind Fortnum's. Uh, it's Duke Street, number eight gallery eight duke street just me little beautiful gallery and uh I, i'm looking forward to getting it out there and i've auditioned them that this is the first time i've actually auditioned oh there you go nice um because i just thought i really love them yeah and if uh, if somebody it, it, i mean somebody might not like them but if somebody wants that one and then he wants that one then they can have it yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. and there's normally one that everybody likes more than the others yeah. so i thought i'm going to audition it this time we'll see how that goes it'd be interesting and what was the name of that that's coming up in duke street it's called famella it means female and it's just celebrating women uh despite the humdrum boring bits of life yeah of course of course. And, and what size editions are they coming out in? I've got some uh, tens and I'm doing some little, pretty little concrete ones. Nice. And I'm going to do 20 of those. Nice. Because I thought, and I've made them just slight, uh, I've tried to make them as cheap as possible so that you can take them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They, you can take well, it now. Done. I'm so pleased that you said about working in concrete i personally think there should be so much more in that I medium i love concrete my kitchen surface is concrete oh I nice it. i love it and and the guys it's a little place in kent called um broadmead stone and they do bridges brilliant they do like I mean, but they don't mind me going in. There's a, there's me and another couple of guys that might use it. I've, pa I've passed their details on because they're so nice. They make a little mould of what you've done. Yeah. And uh, and then he'll cast me 10 or Brilliant. 20 or whatever. So, well, I've, I've found that those industrious companies, they love bringing in an artist because it's, it's something it's, else for them, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's quite incredible. I've got... a. My lovely little agent, Westy, he, uh, one of his artists, he got the actual model that he uses in his paintings nice. and prints, and they scanned her, and then they got it 3D printed, and then took it to the concrete guy, so they've got this, like, incredible, Amazing. it's very lifelike. Good. 
exactly her. It's incredible. But these guys, they know what they're doing. Like you say, industrial stuff. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. And I think if we ever needed a big one, we could do it. They'd be able to do it. And you should have all different colours. Yeah, amazing. Oh, these ones are chipping. Can we just check? Can we add a bit more yeah. stuff? Nice. To make it stronger. And they're, they're great. It's nice. Yeah, it's I nice think, to find people to work with. Yeah, I think there should be more of it. That's for sure. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Beth, if you were curating a show and there was you and five other artists, past or present, what would your ideal group show be? Oh, that is a corker question. Five. Five and me. Got to be Brancusi. It's got to be Michelangelo. Oh, Cellini. Oh. Got two more, and I. Yes. I'd like to meet Van Gogh. Can they come as well? I'd like. Hey, to... he'd be all right, wouldn't he? Maybe a bit. And and you know, Rodan's wife. Nice. Because okay. I think her sculptures are better than his. I don't know them. Well, the I we went to see the road. We go to the museum in in Paris. And there's a room upstairs with all her stuff in, and they're all a little bit smaller and stuff. But I just thought she was epic. Oh, and you brilliant. Kind of, you kind of, I think she was called Camille. I can't remember her name, but but I just remember the pieces and thinking how, or was it women in society that meant that she wasn't? Yeah. Big doing the kiss and all of that. Of course. Yeah, it was a different, a different yeah. world, wasn't it? Yeah. And I thought, you know what? You are great. You made some stuff. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Picasso. I mean, Andy Warhol, not sure. I don't know. Warhol comes up the most. Does he? But just because he's a character, though, I think. Possibly. One of my favourites was Hockney. Well, you know, we had when we were all asked at college who we wanted to come to speak everybody said Hockney the sculpture school asked for a painter and did he come he did he came wow sat in the hall smoking his fags and telling I don't like I don't like photography no because I see this excellent see this yeah this incredible and what a character yeah I'd like to um I'd like to have got him on here 
Yes. Oh, tried. Have you? Yeah. Oh, he's lovely. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It didn't. It didn't work. It didn't get a reply. They'll but... probably protect him, won't of they? Of course. Yeah. It's worth a worth a chance. Charlie though, and Judah. I think they still represent him, or they did. I don't know if they still do. I suppose I'd like to show with Caro as well. Oh, I've got a ream. <laughs> a ream. Oh, it'd be a privilege to any anyone of those of that caliber. I don't know. They're all awesome. I just love it. We're very lucky to be in. And how would you be with those um, all around you? I would probably feel very small. <laughs> of course. Um, but it would be lovely to to even breathe the same air, yeah. I think, and just hear how they are. I mean, it was lovely working for Caro because you kind of learn not necessarily your craft with your hands, but how to be in the world of, yeah. of art and stuff. And we'd all sit at 11 o'clock. I'd make the tea because I want my tea. <laughs> 11 o'clock. And then we'd just talk and talk and then we do it again at three o'clock and it was just a lovely time to be with other artists that were makers the same as you because at Royal College and that there was a there's all these kind of very different everyone's all very different and you know you've got somebody making sculpture out of tripe and rotten potatoes and <laughs> yeah and then you've got somebody banging tin or you've got I don't know, doing classic stuff, blowing glass, all sorts of bits of stuff going around. But it was quite a privilege to be with people who were doing what, exactly what you do. Yeah. And we're all helping each other and living life. And it was a privileged time to be with him. It was great. I've and did it help? Art life. Did it help you coming from a household with art in it to have that confidence to yeah. have yeah. that conversation? Yeah, I think it did because um, I don't feel like you have to justify why we're here, yeah. why we do what we do, because I think that's a big question that at the beginning of anybody's arty career, why am I doing it, you know? Yeah. Well, just because you can and just because we're, it, you know, just because we are yeah. what we are. And, well, and as I say, I come into like, art very late in life. I was like... Are you reborn? No, I, I'll call myself a born-again artist. Yes. So I come in at 28. That's good, though, because then, you've got stuff to say. But because I've got a Cockney accent, come from a council estate and, you know, about as working class as a bag of chips, or one of them chips was has always been on my shoulder, you know. Use the chip. You know, I, I, I've, I embrace it nowadays. I love that chip. I'm from Stoke-on-Trent. Don't you know? People don't even know where that is. Stoke-on-Trent is not Liverpool, it's not Manchester. Yeah. We're not even Birmingham. We're like in the middle, but we yeah. have got a little working ethic of like and team spirit with a big smile, I yeah. So it, uh, it's a privilege to come from there. But I know what you mean. Well, I think my dad had broken down those barriers. Yeah, nice. And I think it was just that's what people do that and it's okay yeah and he's he's a stokey you know well he's actually probably half a scouser as well so and they embra embrace the arts don't they with yeah. music and creativity and and what a privilege 
definitely and, and mum said to me as a young kid you know it, you, I married a lifestyle that I love <laughs> yeah nice and that's nice yeah um so but there's not it, it wasn't hippie or like you know walking around barefooted and all of that yeah. it was a bit more like what you said about you know a bit more gnarly and a bit more you know working yeah. hard I mean I used to go and pack pots at the weekend to go yeah. to a club on Sunday night. Yeah. That was how I paid to go out and uh, being around like all the old pack the pot bank ladies. Oh, I love you yeah. know, uh, you know, put kettle on, you know, and uh, and that was a privilege as well. So it was not normal, but it was completely acceptable. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't out the ordinary. No. And then you know you would meet bonkers people. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I love we, that. Yeah, and that and then they'd come and stay, and we'd be talking in the night, and I'd you know I'd be listening to like I think Pat Phoenix from Cora at the end, and she'd like they'd be arguing into the night about whether the dad should paint a, a, this guy with a stick or not because really? you know because uh, you know it's just stupid stuff like that, but it's you're allowed to argue about whether there should be a, you know, a, a yeah. stick in the, in the picture or whatever. And she nice. says to me, do you like, do you like blokes? <laughs> and I went, yeah, I must've been like eight. <laughs> well, don't bloody take any notice of them. You know, get on with what you want to do, you know. <laughs> Good old stuff. I love all that. So yeah, it did. It did help my life. I'm sure. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Mum. Love it. And if you wasn't an artist, Beth, what do you think you'd like to do? I would probably build houses. Nice. You've done a bit of that, haven't you? I do it for the hand. I do the rooms with my sister for the hand and flowers. So yeah. we have like 15 rooms, and we kind of do them up all quirky and. And I, and I love, I, I've always done up houses to buy the hand and flowers. In yeah, the first yeah. Place. Um, that was a big old move, a, a, a move in your life, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, we lived in Norfolk and you've either got, we, Tom couldn't get a, a head chef job in London at the time. And and sorry, for, for anyone that, that may not be aware. My hubby's Tom Kerridge. Yeah. And uh, I gave him three years of my life when we first started the Hand and Flowers. So I got a commission up north. I uh, basically it bought the Hand and Flowers. Yeah. And um, I gave him three years. I was probably there more like eight. To be <laughs> but I still made in the background in a shed at the back and all of, of that. Of course. Um, so, but we'd either got no money and loads of time or loads of time and no money so I said you got to do it for yourself babe yeah. you got to do it so, yeah we're very lucky and now he puts he supports me and when you see chefs on the tv we yeah. just see the end product of years and years of slug we think it's like the guy singing on stage that they've always been there yeah, yeah. you don't realize that you've had to sort of um open the fridge and there ain't a bottle of milk in there yeah absolutely that was us that was me yeah i was there at front of house so all i wanted was for him to cook i did i wanted him to excel because i can't make work unless my sock drawer is tidy 
Do you know what I mean? Where the bills are all paid and I can just think clearly in the studio. So, and he was one of my sock drawers, I think, that I needed him to be on his path. So I thought, right, you've got to do it for yourself and not moan to me about whether he's let you buy some more pans or not. <laughs> do it yourself. Yeah. You can't do it myself. Well, yes, you can. Come on, love, let's go and do it. So we did, and um, 10 months later, we got his Michelin star, and that, so now my socks are in the drawer. Of so course. now I have to go and make some sculpture yeah. And the, that first couple of years was the inspiration for one of my exhibitions called the Empty Suit Series, about people who were a bit rubbish at their job, accountants and and uh, salesmen and all sorts of people who go, no, computer says no, love, yeah, and all yeah. that. I've got a piece called Computer Says No. And um, and empty suits who uh, think they're great. Yeah. So that was nice to have something to say about what was happening to us, which was nice. So well, that series was um, the collars and ties and the yeah. shirts and yeah, lots and of empty. I colours. love it. I absolutely love when a a sculptor works in a a rock hard material making something that's cotton soft. soft. Yeah. I I absolutely love that. Play yeah. on the eye. Yeah, it's 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 it was difficult to get that technique. Actually, it yeah. took me a, a lot of a lot of wax and a lot of a lot of mistakes and stuff. But I think I got the technique in the end. It looks pretty real. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed that series. It feels like a lifetime ago, and it's not that long, but it feels like it. So it, this is quite a different turn because I that all those are all quite raw. Yeah. Those pieces are, I, I never, I didn't patinate a lot. I left the bronze and I'd just leave it a bit scratchy. I wanted it to feel raw and industrial and where I come from and all of that. And I didn't want to, I feel like you're painting it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so with these pieces, the new ones, the Famella show, I wanted to polish them. Nice. And I wanted to make them shine. Yeah like the trophy and even a couple of them I've, I've actually treated like car parts where I've had them chromed and I took them to this bizarre character not too far in that bizarre and they work in the this guy works in like a little bunker that at the back of this grand house it's very strange and all these like old ancient cars and all these people make parts for like ancient cars brilliant and this guy comes out and he's like something out of a <laughs> i mean jim lane or something yeah he's like a hogarth face yeah and uh and he's dirty and he's this and he can barely talk to me and he's like <laughs> yes i po i polish <laughs> off you go there you go but the, and it comes back like this beautiful fender of a car and I'm like, wow, you know, it's... Uh, if ain't that better than taking it into a shiny corporate building yeah. and giving it to someone in a white jacket, eh? Yeah, I was a bit scared, but it yeah. was great. It was great. You know, everyone's got a bandana on, you know. Excellent. And and stinky Harleys and all of that. It yeah. was incredible, incredible. I love those kind of moments. And, it, yeah, like you say about those real working places. Yeah. Carrera, I love big lumps of marble coming in on a massive low loader and it, that was one when I cried where and it's hilarious imagine. the Italians are going 
you are having an emotion. <laughs> I am, I'm having a big emotion. It's like 10 ton, I think it was 10 or 15 tons of marble coming in on a low loader. And I'm going, how can I make that more beautiful than it already is? Yeah. I mean, it was just breathtaking. And then, because uh, that was that piece to go over to Dubai. That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, the, uh, for the Opera House in, yeah. in Dubai. The Daru Sale. Dau Sale, yeah. And everything that they commissioned was to do with the sea. So nice. they've got like beautiful glass chandeliers and stuff and, and fountains all the way up the front. And so I thought I've got to give them a boat for their river up. To of the, course. For the thing. So they've had a, a, a very heavy boat. A very <laughs> it looked it. It looked it. It was quite a size as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a five metre high sail boat. But you can sit on it and you can climb on it and love it. And it's really nice. It, it's a, it was a, a privilege to make that piece. And uh, the Italians all came out with me to place it and that. And it was quite a moment. It was quite lovely. Nice. You made it very, I, I don't even know how to explain. It was very simple and sleek in its design. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it didn't look heavy, did it? No. And when you see it in real life, it was quite... It's quite lovely to make something because I carved that small to get the actual commission and to actually look at it, make it small and still enjoy its perspective yeah. when it's big. Because I'm always thinking that's got to be there, that line will be there. What? How's it going to make me walk around it? And so it's almost a spiral, the, the construction of that. So it makes you look around because yeah. it Totally different from two, three different. Parts. Right. Well, that's what I was dying to say. I was waiting for you to, so I could interject there because yeah. from from the left or the port, if you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it looks like it's blowing into the wind and it's got yeah, loads yeah, of yeah. power. But you go around to the other side yeah, and it looks quite delicate and sleek yeah, and as if yeah. it's just floating. Uh, yeah, and I love that. And that that was quite a lovely. It was lovely to take that into consideration in on such a big scale. That's the biggest one of biggest marble I've ever done, Brilliant. and uh, the privilege to make that piece. Privilege. I can't. I hope somebody will commission something that big soon. <laughs> Although I'm not sure I'll want to hit the stone again because <laughs> when it came in, just leave the marble in the garden. That that's that's it. Yeah. So yeah. That was a lovely thing to do. And I've asked this to a couple of sculptors. What's your idea on the um, the machine that makes a sculpture? I can't I can't think what the name of it is. Uh, of the robots. But look, what like I I I'm up for it. Bring Good. it on. Yeah. Bring it on. I think. And uh, the older I get, the more I'll embrace any technology that takes the thing out of it. Believe me. Yeah. It's like yeah. Hang on a minute. That I, when we did the five, the five meter marble, they use machines like cut old, uh, it's like a diamond uh, cheese cutter. Oh yeah, yeah. And they kind of, it, it sprung and they put, I didn't place the cutter. I no. didn't cut those massive cuts. Yeah, I, and I don't think that matters. No, exactly. Why does it matter yeah. 
using other technology. I agree. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it wasn't, um, a, it wasn't a trick question. It was just... No, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But opinion. it's the thing that goes through your mind. The yeah. integrity of a piece is the thing that goes through your mind when you're making or using new technology. Yeah. But you think back to Michelangelo, he didn't carve those on his own. Definitely not. And he yeah. didn't paint the Sistine Chapel alone either. Well, you know, you can't paint that quick because those that my a friend of mine gav that i was at royal college with actually did fresco as one of his final pieces and the speed you have to paint at to get those images is yeah. incredible yeah so you there is no way that he painted that on his own there's no way yeah i am um, I, I spoke to a sculptor a couple of weeks ago and he said well for years artists have used um sculptors have used angle grinders and like kangos to oh yeah yeah so it's in, well, it's just the next stage i've got an air chisel yeah it's cool i call it the slippery pig <laughs> a mind of its own and uh, i won't go up a size because it's too slippery but that you know the artisans use that use all of those tools for yeah. years and years and years well funnily enough i had a i was speaking to a guy maybe five years ago now and he was slagging off Damien Hirst because Damien Hirst didn't do the spot paintings right this is what art is now and people don't do it themselves yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and but he had just been telling me that he'd been to a Gordon Ramsay restaurant and I said how many has he got restaurants and he, I don't know maybe he said seven and I went do you think he was in every one of those restaurants at that day at that time yeah definitely. exactly <laughs> but yeah either way I it's exactly the same I often get asked that question does Tom Cook still in the restaurants and he actually does yeah but not all the restaurants at all of the time of course not no he's no of course not he does you know he'll do manchester one week london he'll do manchester one day london the next yeah. Marlow the next. so he could be anywhere people go where's tom i don't know where tom is yeah he's so he's literally got his fingers in many pies <laughs> many it's a good job he's got magical kitchen powers because <laughs> I don't know how he does that hat change because yeah. they're, they're all different names. You think how many people are there? But yeah, no, our, our, my favourite tool is that angle grinder. Yeah. I think it's, I, I love tools. The Italians don't like the angle grinders because they say that it, the tiny shocks go into the marble. Yeah, I can see that. And it, depending on what they're making, they won't use those sometimes they even use uh, a handstone there's a i can't remember his name there's a lovely japanese guy that works there he does these enormous epics smooth they're always smooth and he's like mr miyagi smoothing with his stone just yeah. smoothing smoothing i mean oh my god i'm like get get that buff out <laughs> yeah. I, I, I haven't got time i'm only here for 10 days you know, I've got other stuff to do. I'm really, yeah. I wish I could do that, but it, I don't think it would be possible. To Good luck to you, sir, but I'm going yeah. home soon. He's much more successful <laughs> than me, but, you know. Either way. Here you go. I do have many, many hats, unfortunately, for that. But, you know, tools, yay. Good. and Good on you. If you could just mention again the two shows you've got coming up. Two shows I've got coming up is one at the Saatchi Start exhibition and my own show is Famella 
and that is at Gallery 8 in Mayfair Excellent. on Duke Street. And a good street to show on. Yeah. And that's on from the 8th of November. And finally, yeah. Beth, where can anyone find what you do, be it um, social media or website? It's bethcullensculpture.co.uk. Perfect. Well, Beth, I think that's all my questions asked. You are amazing. Come and make some dot sculpture. I'd love to. I'd absolutely love to. I would love, love to. to have you in the, in the studio. Let's make some stuff. I'd lo absolutely love that. I really would. Bring some of your made stuff and we'll weld them up and we'll make something exciting. Right. I'm going to let you get back on with your day. Thank you very much for your time, Thank Beth. You I've absolutely loved it. Duke Street, I'll look forward to bumping into you there. That will be lovely. I'll send you an invite across. Please Thanks do. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been really best, lovely. Beth. Have a great day. And you. See you later. Bye-bye. Well, hope you enjoyed that episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. So we wasn't dictated to by advertisers, we decided from the offset to go ad-free, which means, obviously, we had to self-fund. So we set up the Ministry of Arts Patreon page. And without that support, we would not be able to produce this podcast. So if you like what you hear and you're able to support the podcast, just go over to the Ministry of Arts Instagram profile. You'll find a Linktree drop-down box, which will direct you straight to our Patreon page. And for the price of a cup of coffee, you can help keep us growing week by week. But if you're not able to do that, that's fine, because this content is free for everyone. But leaving a review on whichever platform you listen to your podcast, that really does help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast. Or even giving us a positive shout out on your social media. Everything is appreciated. But either way, thanks for listening. And until next week, Zada. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.